And good morning, friend. Thank you so much for joining us on this Saturday morning. My name is Pastor Gerald, and you are listening to Grace Waves, brought to you by Greater Grace Church, South Africa. Our friend, as you know, this week we have been talking about godly vision, having a godly vision for your life. Now, if you have any question, or perhaps if there's anything else you would like me to cover in this topic, please let me know. If we need to, we can take this another week and still continue to talk about this. But I want to hear from you. What is your thoughts? What are your ideas or something that you would like to know a little bit more on this topic of a godly vision? Now today, friend, I want you to think with me regarding the importance of running with the vision. Now this is going to be a bit longer than usual, but trust me, every extra minute will be worth your time. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 to 3, the Bible says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it shall surely come, it will not tarry. Now understand in the context of this chapter and the book, this portion of scripture refers to the passing of the vision for those generations to come and those who will be affected by this vision. And in this writing down of the vision, they will be warned of the trouble to come, of the judgment to come, and therefore they should be able to run and to flee. However, I believe that God is communicating a very important message because God is also answering Habakkuk's question which he asked in the previous chapter. And God's answer is from verse 2 to verse 5. And the underlying message, I believe, is that God is telling Habakkuk that though God should warn the people and though he should send a prophet and tell them the vision of what is to come, Still, they will not run, nor flee, because they do not trust in God, but rather in their idols. And but this brings me to the topic of running with the vision. You see, friend, it all starts with faith that is sourced in a personal relationship with God. Running with God's vision or calling starts with believing that God is God and that He has spoken to you indeed. Because if you do not believe that God has spoken to you, then you will not run, but you will get tired and give up even if you do start running. Running with the vision is not about how fast you can run, but it is about finishing what you have started. And this brings me to step number one. The first step in running or starting to run with God's vision is to wait upon the Lord. Wait and hear from God. A beautiful portion of scripture in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28 to 31 says, Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary, nor is there searching of his understanding. 
He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If you do not have a vision from God yet, don't go and make up one. Just wait on God, pray and ask God to give you a vision in which area of your life it might be that you are lacking one. Whether it be in church or in ministry, maybe in your work, maybe in business, maybe in your relationships, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your finances or just, you know, your greater vision for your life. Just wait upon God. If you have waited upon God and He gives you a vision for that area you have been seeking Him for, then with that vision will also come the seven Ps as we mentioned earlier in the week. Therefore, it is important, friend, that you wait upon God. Get a vision from God. Do not pursue one where there isn't one. Wait upon the Lord and hear from Him. Now this brings us to step number two. The second step in running with God's vision is we need to count the cost. You need to count the cost. In Luke chapter 14 verse 26 to 33, Jesus is speaking about discipleship. And he says from verse 26, If any man comes unto me and hates not his own father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yes, and also his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he will be able with it to complete it. Lest happily, when you have laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all that behold will begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build, but was not able to finish. Or that king, who he goes to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and take counsel whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him that comes against him with 20,000. Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends an, an ambassador and asks conditions of peace. So therefore, whosoever be of you that renounces not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple." Now, friend, understand that there will always be a cost in following God's vision. If your faith costs you nothing, then it is a worthless faith. When you have heard from God as to what the vision is, then you must sit down and decide. Understand the cost involved in pursuing God's vision. There can be no success without hardship. There can be no strength without resistance. And there can be no victory without opposition. So know that you will pay a price. 
But friend, let me tell you, the reward of walking in God's vision far, far outweighs the cost, for they are eternal rewards. But you must decide, because if you do not make a definite decision, you will quit along the way. You will realize that the cost is greater than what you are able to bear, that the commitment requires more of you than what you are willing to give, and then you will give up. You will quit, you will stop running, you will give up the vision for something easier, something more comfortable. But if you have made a decision, and you have set your heart on that decision, and you have made a commitment, and then you will commit it to God, and God is the one that will keep that decision for you, that will help you when you are tired, that will carry you when you are weak. In Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, the Bible says, For which cause I also suffer these things, yet I am not ashamed, for I know him who I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to guard that which I have committed unto him against that day. Now, now that you have heard from God, now that you have decided to commit to the vision that God has given to you, friend, now you can start running. And know that you do not have to be ashamed ashamed of this commitment, of this vision that you are pursuing that God has given to you. Yes, there will be those who mock you. Yes, there will be those who oppose you. But you will know who is faithful, the one that you have entrusted with this commitment. And he will keep you throughout every trial and every opposition. And now that you have decided, you can start running. And friend, how do you start a race? With taking one step, right? Now, this is the time where you need to take, to take a step of faith and start running. If you want to start a race, you have to start by taking one step. But if you never take one step, you are not in the race. You haven't even started running the race. So how can you possibly succeed? But whether it's a small step or whether it's a big step, it doesn't matter. Just start running. Take that step in the direction of the vision that God has given to you. Whether Whatever you do, just start. Don't wait for perfect circumstances. Don't wait for, for when there is no fear. Don't wait for when there is no doubt or when you feel like you are able. Don't wait until that time. Just start now. You know, a friend once shared a quote with me and I really love this quote. And I want to share it with you. It goes like this. Start now. Start where you are. Start with fear. Start with pain. Start with doubt. Start with hands shaking. Start with voice trembling. Start and do not stop. Just start. Now finally, friend, this leads us to the third and final step that will help us to start running with the vision. And the third step is that you need to run with all your heart. And I want you to listen carefully to this portion of scripture. It's a bit, it's a lengthy portion of portion of scripture, but it will really speak to your heart. Something very important. In Second Samuel chapter eighteen, 
verse 19 to 27, there is an interesting event that took place. And there was a, a war against uh, King David's son, Absalom, and they, they won the battle. And therefore now they needed to send a messenger back to David to tell what has happened. So we pick up the story in verse 19. And the Bible says in 2 Samuel 18, verse 19, Then said Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok, Let me run and bear the king tidings, how that Jehovah has avenged him of his enemies. And Joab said unto him, You shall not be the bearer of tidings this day, but you shall, but you shall bear tidings another day. But this day you shall bear no tidings, because this king's son is dead. Then said Joab to the Cushite, Go, tell the king what you have seen. And the Cushite bowed himself unto Joab and ran. Then said Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok, yet again to Joab, But come what may, let me, I pray thee, also run after the Cushite. And Joab said, Wherefore will you run, my son, seeing that you will have no reward for the tidings? But come what may, he said, I will run. And he said unto him, Go ahead and run. Then Ahimaaz ran by the way of the plain and outrun the Cushite. Now David was sitting between the two gates, and the watchman went over to the roof of the gates onto the wall, and lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man running alone. And the watchman cried and told the king, and said, If he be alone, there is tidings in his mouth, and he come apiece and drew near. And the watchman saw another man running, and the watchman called unto the porter and said, Behold, another man running alone. And the king said, He also bears tidings. And the watchman said, I think the running of the foremost is like the running of Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok. And the king said, He is a good man and comes with good tidings. Now, friend, this man, Ahimaaz, he ran with all his heart. Though he was discouraged to run, though he was told that there is no reason for him to run, though there would be no reward for his running, though he started late, and though he was opposed, yet he still ran. And he outran the Cushite who started before him because he ran with all his heart. He believed that this message that he has to give unto King David, that he must be the one to bring this message unto him, that he has received a vision, a calling to run and to bring this message, and he ran with all his heart in spite of everything else. Now friend, running with God's vision requires a heart commitment. God's vision is not a works program. It is not a favor that you are doing God or any man. If you want to be a person that runs with the vision, then you must let the vision get into your heart. If God has touched your heart with a vision and with a calling and with a purpose, then nothing will stop you from running. And if you ever want to read an awesome book that will inspire you to have vision, 
you need to read a book that is called From Jerusalem to Aryan Jaya. There you can see men and women, though they might have a different vision than what you will have. Nevertheless, they are great examples of men and women that ran with all their hearts. And they believe that they have received a vision from God, a calling from God, a message from God. And these people ran. And in the face of opposition, in the face of resistance, in the face of negativity, in the face of challenges, in the face of fear, and even in the face of death, they did not stop running. Because they ran with their hearts. And there and, and here is if we read in Second Timothy chapter four, verse six to eight, these are some of the last words in the Bible written by the Apostle Paul. And he says in Second Timothy four, verse six to eight, For I am ready being offered, already being offered, and the time of my departure is come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course or the race, and I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day, and not to me only, but also to all them that love his appearing. Friend, let us run with the vision. Let us seek God and make a commitment to God and then run with all our hearts. Then one day when we get to heaven, we will hear these faithful words of Jesus saying to us in Matthew 25 verse 23. His Lord sent, said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over few things. I will set you over many things. Enter you into the joy of the Lord. Oh friend, I hope that you have enjoyed today's devotional. Let us take a step of faith and run with the vision. Start running. Remember that God is not looking for a perfect person to run, but He is looking for an available person to run with the vision. Seek God. Trust Him. And then run with Him. May you have a blessed weekend. God bless you, friend.